Welcome to the K-pop cast. I'm DJ Peter Lowe, and I'm joined by main dancer, main visual <laughs> leader, rapper. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you very much. Kamsahamnida. And welcoming mm-hmm. back our PD Nim. It's Michaela. Yes. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Well, we've missed that. Hello. I know, it's been a little Hello, while. everybody. It's been a minute, but I'm happy to be back. And today, we'll be talking about Everglow's Dun Dun. Letting you know if this song is Daybok or not. But before we dive into that, first, our hit replays. Hit replays are songs we recommend that y'all listen to on replay for the week. So, Stephanie, tell me. Tell me what is your hit replay. Well, if you listen to our last episode where we talked about the greatest hits of 2009 that have a legacy that lasts on into K-pop eternity, you will know that I am a fan of Super Junior. And they are still at it, y'all. Their latest hit, Ia 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 O. First of all, reminds me of um, Old McDonald had a farm. <laughs> Maybe they were going for that, and it slaps. Honestly, like mm-hmm. the super senior old dudes still got it, and this is really catchy. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah, this song, I, I found out it was actually produced by Zico. Ooh. And unfortunately, I started imagining what this would sound like if it was a Block B song. Oh. Yeah, but it still slaps. That would be so fun. <laughs> All right, Michaela, what about you? Well, I don't know if you guys heard, but G-Soul, G-Soul. released an English EP album back in December. What? And, and nobody told me about this. So I had I? to. I know, I had to learn about this last week. But G-Soul, he actually goes by Golden now, mm. his EP in December. And my hit replay from that EP is the song Broken Record. The EP is titled I Hate Everything and that's because the the main track of this is like a really sad ballad. But this is like the most upbeat song (laughs) on the album. So that's why it's my hit replay. Um, I think a lot of people who have followed G-Soul's career know that this, the fact that he's releasing an an English EP is kind of him bringing his career full circle. Mm. We've known him as he was the guy, he's the the dungeon master from JYP who was <laughs> in there for, for 16 years and then he got shipped off to the US for nine years and he was supposed to be that first crossover Asian R&B artist. But ah, that's you know, right. That was, a, that was around that, you know, back in 2009 where so much potential girls and, and JYP's artists were trying to, to make their way JYP. in the States and that didn't work out. So <laughs> he went back to Korea and again waited a lot a few more years and finally debuted in 2015 so the fact that he has an english ep is is something that's really special and really great to see that he's finally able to accomplish the thing that he's been able that he's been working on for so long What's your hit replay? It's Luna's So What. 
Of course. And in our 2019 Fireside Chat episode, we discussed how 2020 was going to be the era of girl crush banger clangers. <laughs> and we got that from Luna at a time when other groups are saying soft and empowering messages like love yourself. Suddenly you have <laughs> Luna roll up and say, yourself. <laughs> I think my windows oh, no. just shook. This, this song was like being reborn like a phoenix on fire. Oh, wow. And just like a phoenix, one member of Luna, often symbolically represented as a dove, and is currently out of the group right now on mental health leave. Oh, wow. <laughs> She's actually, I didn't know you could do that. Well, it's becoming a thing now. Which progress. Mm-hmm. Good, yeah. She's represented at the end of this music video. Dove feathers are shown regenerating on fire. Whoa. Symbolism. Moving on to our day block or not for Everglow's Dun Dun. Don't drop that Dun Dun. Michaela. When I saw this music video, I thought, mm-hmm. there's got to be some story here. <laughs> but I am too lazy to figure it out. So, Michaela, <laughs> you work your magic. Tell us. Tell us what, what, what is this all about? Well, guys, let me tell you. Um, basically, the, the, the general message of this song and this whole release from them is Everglow is Girl Crush. This is the I song. I didn't need symbolism this, this or, is or, the song? or metaphors to tell me that. Like, <laughs> I, like I could tell you that <laughs> two songs ago. That I could the, have told you that like five albums ago. Right. right. Yeah, no, there's not, there's not, we're not doing <laughs> BTS multi level dimensional deeper meaning it's pretty Time pretty straightforward what we're, we're working with here multiverse mm. uh, officially the, the the press release says that this is the song that represents the confident and independent people of this generation that's so, right and that's you and you and you and you mm-hmm. and mia <laughs> and mia Ooh. definitely being aware of you know women in korea really want to see these strong powerful representations in media mm. and we're not we're not really pushing the bubblegum egg yo concepts or at least god yeah (laughs) (laughs) because you know people there's this resurgence of of women who want to be represented in a way where they they can feel strong and powerful and and that's a big theme of this song is the whole thing of you're done is the fact that we are these I don't know goddesses that you will all worship because we are amazing and we have power over you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and what like what are you seeing or hearing that supports mm-hmm. that concept? Well, specifically, especially in in the bridge right before the the pre-chorus, they literally have have the lyrics, "Hail me, you'll stare. Shout <laughs> my name, you'll call. That's right, you're mine. I've seen right through you. You're so done." So it's it's Stick a fork like I said it's yeah it's pretty straightforward the fact that they they're really coming out of the gate like we are 
the rookie group and you all are gonna love us there's one line where they call the they call the the male and target like a young lamb or something you're a young lamb mm-hmm. <laughs> like that i'm sure that sounds better in korean <laughs> but i get it i get what they're trying to say mm-hmm. makes me hungry I hear there was some controversy, though, about who gets to sing all of these bombastic lines. Yeah, so it's very apparent, like, if you look at the line distribution, a lot of the, like, major verses of the song have gone to Mia. Yep. And mm. it's kind of everybody else is getting, like, ad-libs and, and extra little things that aren't really verses. They're just kind of extra stuff. Yeah, yeah, it... 35.7% of all the lyrics were Mia. Whoa. How'd you figure that out? I watched one of those YouTube <laughs> line distribution videos. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Why would why would I think you, you calculated it on your own? <laughs> That's what YouTube is for. Right, right. Exactly. So, I mean... Do y'all think that there's there's merit to the, the label choosing to put Mia in the spotlight? Does she deserve it? Well, since you asked, Stephanie, <laughs> <laughs> I will give one of these show-canceling comments and um, say that, yeah, uh, I, I was reading a lot of the other YouTube comments were like, oh, hey, label, you guys should make sure that you're, you're distributing this across other people. Mia is even my bias, but you should still share the love. And I would like to challenge that point. Mm. Mia slays. Like, I have accused for a minute of being Hannah and her backup dancers. Indeed. But I think... Then there's a certain other young starlet that you're a fan of. Oh, (laughs) Soyeon. Soyeon as well. Yes, Soyeon. Soyeon and friends. There's every chance that she gets, every song that she produces. Mm. But in, in this case... I actually want to hear from the Everlow fans because I'm wondering if if we swapped Mia in for someone else, would it be a better song? I want to know. And that's a genuine question. Like, what specialties and superpowers are the other members bringing that Mia uh, does not already bring What at 110%? Because she delivers in the attitude, the persona that she carries in her sure. voice, but also the the stage presence. The, oh, the yeah. image that she gives on screen. And not only did she consume more than 35% of the lyrics, she consumed more than 35% of the screen time Ouch. as well. Um, and we saw that actually in Adios. And I mm-hmm. kind of want to say that was rightfully deserved. Well, I mean, that's the thing about this group is they, they were a very powerful rookie group in the beginning. And that's, but we have to remember that they are a rookie group. So if you have that one member who stands above the rest very obviously you you are going to want to push them forward because that's going to be the person that's going to attract the most attention in the beginning yeah, at the same time that that sets the tone for the rest of their career it does yeah but yeah. i i would i would also argue though that there are other members in this group who could if given the same opportunity to shine that mia is could follow through because again they, they are a power rookie group for a reason a lot of their pre-debut work they they were on the produce shows they were on other various like pre-debut programs where they were able to really cultivate themselves as artists and performers so if given the chance i, I think they could all follow through really mm-hmm. <laughs> better than mia though i mean i'm kind of like looking at aisha thinking that she's kind of the person who could do that because 
She's Aisha. Aisha. She's my tall. She's the rapper, rapper queen. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I actually, a tall rap queen. I, and I think queen. Aisha was the one who came in second <laughs> on, on line distribution. Okay. And so the label already time. knows. Yeah. Maybe she'll be out front next time. She had the best scenes in the music video. Ooh. Yeah. So, but speaking of of music, uh, video, right? Want to move on? Ah, uh, sure. Why not? So as we just discussed, uh, Queen Mia not only takes dominance in the lyrics but also in the visuals of the music video (laughs) she has platinum blonde hair that i think the whole video is built around (laughs) to, to show off in the first frames of the video you see that the background the set is sheets of ice big glaciers like i'm shivering and there's platinum blonde hair there's black outfits and little metal accents little chains um yiren uh has like sequins or rhinestone jewelry on her face that also feels icy i'm thinking i'm i'm we're all bling. We're channeling itsy icy vibes. <laughs> like this is where that that video should have been actually, where icy should have been filmed. Then you have what seems to be a plastic wrap background. <laughs> I was like, is this place getting fumigated and they're just using it for free? <laughs> but they're they're in some warehouse where there's plastic wrap on the wall, but they make it work by shining like purple pink lights in there and. Um, just a one note to the fashion. I'll let the rest of you jump in here. It is girl crush to the max. Red and black flannel around the waist, leather shorts, yeah. chains coming out the pocket. It's this is the itsy look. This is the CLC look. Even twice well, does this uh, sometimes. I, I, no? I would disagree. I think CLC. Okay. For as much as I hate the cube stylus, I, I do think CLC has the costuming down better. Um, mm, how so? It's more dynamic. It's more colorful, and it's mm-hmm. more surprisingly uniform. I think ah. it, like they, they've been wearing this sort of concept for, like the last two music videos now. Sure. And my other big problem with their outfits. Have you guys seen their live stages? Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, they they already have enough members in the group. They don't need more backup dancers, and yet they give them backup dancers anyway. So sure, great, mm. fine. Fine enough to have more more on stage, even though you didn't need it. But with all the black and white that they have got going on, it's really hard to tell who's in the group versus not. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, no. And I, I think they could actually take a note from CLC in this case um, to make mm. sure that they are further distinguished in their styling. And, and this is a note not to ever glow the idols themselves, but of course the stylists behind this label. Um, that we need some more visual, uh, dynamic concepts. We need, we need something some colorful, more, more pizzazz. Exactly, mm, something to make like, the idols themselves shine more and to provide a indeed, backdrop, indeed. a canvas for the actual talent. Because I feel like I'm, they're getting getting lost on screen with these outfits. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I can't help but agree. I'll say something a little controversial here Mm. in that this looks a little low budget to me. The the outfits and the the set, it's all green screen, of course, um, reused (laughs) from other music videos. (laughs) It's so funny. I had that same comment 
Stephanie. Uh, and I, I was watching yeah. this with my wife. And she was saying like, oh, this one seems higher production value. I'm like, are you Oof. seeing the same music videos oh, no. that I've seen? Like, I've seen Adios. I've seen Bon Bon Chocolat. Yeah. And both those songs, like, sure, maybe they're not BTS or Big Bang level or Twice level or anything uh, JYP yeah. level of production value. But it felt like there was something more there. Like, to your point, plastic... <laughs> <laughs> blowing tarp in the background like what what is this was that expensive to film possibly i don't know i mean but look, it looking at different frames in the video i couldn't help but be reminded of other more mm, well-funded music videos yeah. the shot on the motorcycle i thought of blackpink's <laughs> intro yeah, that's true um, where jenny's on the motorcycle lisa's on the motorcycle and you're, you're just blown away by that this is that like scene. the budget version. But this was the low yeah. budget version. I don't, I don't know enough about <laughs> motorcycles to know if it was even an expensive motorcycle. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, so, and then also the um, there's pretty cool visuals with black flags. So members standing with the black flags, mm-hmm. oh, waving them. Yeah. That reminded me of like ATs yes, a little bit. I think yes. Stray Kids has like, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, it's like, okay, either mm-hmm. the girls are secretly like anarchist and running the revolution, <laughs> oh, wow. or they just thought it, it it looked cool and they would take that from ATs. Yeah, I, actually, <laughs> either way. I, I, I've been waiting. Like, if there's a co ed group crossover that needs to happen, it's Ooh, Everglow yes. and ATs. They've Hell both got yeah. Ooh, yeah. the flag game, the pirate core yep. progressions. And mm. the dancing yes. in boots. Mm-hmm. Peter, brilliant. It's okay. You have homework now to, to make, make this mashup. happen. Oh, ma- mashup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Or or even better, pray to the KCON gods that they go to KCON and perform on they stage together. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they got the okay, black may and the sh- white. May the shipping begin. Actually, you know, I think about it, when it comes to, as much as we critique and Mia hate, and Hongjoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, that too. But <laughs> I, I'm thinking of the, the costuming, the styling. Both of them, both groups do a lot of black and white outfitting. I think ATs does a little better, but but I, yeah. I think mm-hmm. these are probably there's an evolution, like a next step production level value of doing that in a way that they don't get lost in a crowd or lost in backup dancers. That True. would be very complimentary. Now mm-hmm. you you said something about the backup dancers, which is that they already have enough members or they already have enough skill, right, and so you don't right. need all those backup dancers. But I think. The backup dancers do add to the overall um, anthemic appeal of the song and of the the choreography. You might remember BTS's Not Today video. The moves themselves are just okay, but because they have a bajillion people in the back, you're like, (laughs) whoa! A whole arsenal of backup dancers. Yeah, like something is really happening here. Something about combining the strong bass and then a lot of people concentrated together doing the same moves mm-hmm. up levels the experience mm, yeah uh, especially especially in that first drop of the chorus when you see them all swaying together in the beginning it really it's, it's very hypnotic and it and especially in the music video because you see them doing that and it's just Yiren's voice and then in the background you see those like shadows like looming over all of them it, it kind yeah, of ghosts it, it's very very epic and, and hypnotic yeah mm-hmm. I, I, I get what you're saying but I feel like I've seen backup dancers used to better effect for example Blackpink's Kill This Love it's right <laughs> oh. in the end chorus that you get all those backup dancers where you get the marching the anthemic mm-hmm. vibes I think that was used better and also it used 
vertically better for for stage mm-hmm. presence. In this case, it's like everyone's kind of on the same level. It's very mm, easy to get lost in like who's who, who's going forward, <laughs> who's going back. I, it sounds I, like a personal problem, Peter. <laughs> you just you can't pick out the members. <laughs> well, I, I recognize Mia. If that counts for anything, that's that's all that matters. That's all you need, apparently. Yeah. Um, I wanted to call out the the swaying side to side pendulum movement. That yeah, yeah, reminded me so much of Psycho from Red Velvet. Mm. Oh right, like yeah. right when they drop the chorus, they start swaying side to side, and even even that small movement shows mm-hmm. is dripping with confidence. I, I did right? like because yeah. they're yeah. looking straight at you, and you know that something's about to go down <laughs> when they're yeah. just moving a little <laughs> bit, and the and the audio is stripped down. Um, mm-hmm. Like Everglow has executed on that formula both audio and choreo wise for the past few releases I think adios goodbye goodbye adios like they do the same thing they pause and then they hit you yeah oh yeah go up to the sky and the the moves we see in Dun Dun are like just hitting like why why fix what ain't broke right, right. their choreo has <laughs> always been hard hitting taking up space power poses banging on the drums mm-hmm. it's mostly drill inspired moves so like drill team stuff where you're stomping mm-hmm. and doing yeah. high knees right and waving flags putting your arms in like at the diagonal star formation yeah. all of that is instantly recognizable to like drill teams all over yeah. the the US for sure but bon bon um, chocolate i mean you cannot yes. deny that that choreography was signature like Indeed. people know that by looking at it, like immediately that that's Bon Bon Chocolate by Everglow. This one, like, mm-hmm. if you didn't hear the music and you saw the choreography, you might think, "Well, this could go to choreography from another girl crush group." Mm. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if, if somebody else could do it like this. Mm, okay. Mm. Okay. Listeners, you tell us. But but yeah, I I don't I don't know if anyone else could switch out and do it like this, but I do agree with the point that they've had stronger, more iconic like chorus moves in the past. Yeah. 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 Maybe maybe Bandit. I don't know. Mm, Bandit, yeah. They're coming yeah, up. Yeah, maybe. So mm-hmm. we've already been talking a lot about the bass and the anthemic vibe. What else can you tell us about the audio and the music, mm-hmm. Michaela? Well, first of all, the producer of this song and also all the other songs on this album as actually somebody who's worked a lot with Red Velvet. Oh. It doesn't necessarily come across in this song, but if you listen to a lot of their B-sides, it's it's... I'm not going to say it, they all sound like Red Velvet because Everglow does have their own color with their own voices, but th- these are definitely tracks that I could hear in a Red Velvet EP. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes Which sense. is a good thing. That means they have, they have for, for a rookie group to have really great producers like this is, is, is a great thing to, to know. Yeah. So straight up, this song slaps, y'all. Like, I, yeah. I think this song, <laughs> let, let's consider this against like the portfolio of title tracks by Everglow. We're mm-hmm. getting the edges, the corners of girl crush banger clangers. <laughs> As a DJ, you can find hard-hitting mm-hmm. songs like at any tempo, but 
they've managed to land in three very distinct areas with these three title tracks that we that they've produced thus far. Mm-hmm. One at 140 or 70 beats per minute, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a lot of trap stuff, mm-hmm. and we saw that yes. with Bon Bon Chocolat. Another area we get a lot of banger clangers, especially of the EDM big house variety, is at 128 beats per minute, which we saw yep. with Good old 128. And it was a classic <laughs> part of snare, <laughs> like a, a cliche <laughs> of the genre. And what we have today with Dundon is at the 100 beats per minute range. Like, this is your oh. hip-hop territory uh, with this oh, yeah. And for me, at almost any moment, I can throw on an Everglow banger clanger that's appropriate for where I'm at in the night. So that's something to appreciate. And it makes me wonder wow. where they're going to go out next. Like where where else can they go to round mm-hmm. out their portfolio? If they're, if they're going to continue with this concept of girl crush banger clanger. Which I'm sure they will. Um, I, I think it, it's, I think the fourth one, that might be where we see something completely different. Maybe R&B style. I don't know. Something empowering. Mm-hmm. Um, all our red velvet, but still girl crush, possibly. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We'll see. Nice. Did you guys? What do you? What did you guys think of the song? Like the instrumental of the song itself. Were there instruments? <laughs> <laughs> there were indeed instruments, and I'll, I'll say this: those instruments were loud. Like mm-hmm. this can be said for any song, any genre of music. But better speakers make the sound, the music sound better. <laughs> In mm-hmm. this case, when I first listened to it through my cell phone i was like wow this is really loud i i can't hear mm. what's what this is just exactly. noise mm. and then i put it on some like decent bass heavy speakers i'm like okay those mm. are the richer lower tones these yes. sounds are competing mm. with each other less because they have each of their own swimming lanes and the the output that you're meant i to would love hear. to see this live i would oh, see all their songs like I said, I'm praying Woo. to the KCON gods that oh they, can, yeah. they can pass customs and ticket. finally come oh, yes, into please. the States. So <laughs> with such a loud instrumental, you think it would actually suit itself well for what Shannon at AMA K-pop calls the um, anti-chorus, which is just another way of saying the chorus has no lyrics. Because there's, mm-hmm. you know, all the attention, yeah. all your mental attention is meant to go into like, okay, the, the melody or the hook of, of sure, sure. the uh, instrumental. You see that a lot. But... Yeah. Uh, and indeed, we actually even see that in the song. On the very last exit chorus, it is nothing mm-hmm. but just an instrumental hook out. But in this case, it's that bratty, done-done one-liner that actually yeah. complements really dun, dun. well with these really <laughs> bass, instrument-heavy uh, choruses and verses. Mm-hmm. And I think the rap verses also uh, worked really well from uh, member number two who's not Mia uh, <laughs> Aisha uh, EU and Aisha rude yeah EU I mean, they, and they Aisha. were able to fill in their own territory that was one of my favorite parts of the song mm-hmm. the beginning of the the rap verse 
Yeah. Yeah, because there's that really cool production element where it, they kind of like distort and his little scratch. The, da, 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 da. Yeah, and it, it 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 has that that one second of like, okay, what's happening? What's happening? And then she hits you with the first verse, and you're falling in love. Boom. <laughs> yeah, you just fall out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I guess this is like all to say that Dun Dun is a good. Um, it's like an A plus example of mm-hmm. delivering it on girl crush well, a girl crush banger yes. singer well. Yeah. But where I'm left watching more is a surprise. Something to mm-hmm. make it into iconic forever memory territory. Because, yeah, this song slaps. I'm going to play it on my banger clanger sets mm-hmm. until the next one comes along. It's the one for right now. Just because it's the newest one, you'll play it. Right. That makes yeah. so much sense. Right. And it, and it executes it well to a technical proficiency. But it doesn't have an iconic dance choreography as Bonbon Chocolat did or yeah. something else that might, I don't know, surprise me in the chord progression or in a mm-hmm. epic bridge that takes me to another level that maybe I got from ATs to say my name, for example. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not getting that with this song. And that's the territory that Everglow and their label have mm-hmm. yet to prove. And, and that's where I want to see them evolve. Yeah. And, and you know, you're not alone with this, Peter. I mean, one of the, the comments that we got uh, on Twitter from Claire at pessimistic underscore Oz. So she basically said that she, this is not Daybok. Um, I was a big fan of Bon Bon Chocolat, and it seems every Everglow single since then has been a letdown. The EDM elements seem lazy at this point, and the MV looked cheap to me. <laughs> Line distribution, <laughs> as we're all saying, also yeah. not good. But I'll still call it a guilty pleasure song. So mm. yeah, I think that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Great song, great execution, but like staying power. We'll see. Yes. Yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah, and that's that is that is hard to do with EDM. I mean, when you have something that's very instrumental heavy, you have to make sure that you're you're adding all of those those key elements to make it stick. Yeah, that's I mean, right. I, I will say, like for example, Big Bang and Ta- or GD and Taeyong's <laughs> Good Boy. Yes, Ooh, that's yeah. an example of a song that has wow. staying power. That's still very instrumental. <laughs> that just brought back Even memories. Even though it was like yes, a, an obvious copycat of. Um, <laughs> But DJ Snake's uh, turn down for what? Um, All right. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Mm-hmm. You can say that about a lot of K-pop, but we still live it. Yeah. Yeah. Some people have even said that about Adios, that there there were claims that it was possibly plagiarized. Well, yeah. pride a snare. Mm-hmm. Dropping bombs snare. over here. Pride a snare. Mm-hmm. Oh, before we, we, we get out of the music section of the song, I, I yeah, just yeah. want to say. For all my hella hyphy Bay Area mm. listeners. Bay Area. <laughs> we were all listening to this song and we were thinking, we were hearing Dun Dun, but we were thinking, don't drop that Dun Dun Dun. Don't drop that Dun Dun Dun. Don't 
about that time, y'all. Time to give our final Ooh. scores. Was Everglow's done done? Daybuck or, or not. not? Michaela. It's a not for me. Oh. What? Yeah. <laughs> after all we've been through? After, after <laughs> all we've been through. Just, just because uh, there's a lot of Daybox on the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Peter. Yeah. Yeah. It, oh, it's Daybox. It's Daybox. I mean, despite the room for growth, it, it, it passes no its category with flying colors. Yeah. And it's, it's a barely eaten by Daybox for me. Just, I, I mm. think I really agree with Pessimistic Oz, Claire on Twitter, in that it's a guilty pleasure song. I don't think it's going to stay on the playlist for mm-hmm. ever and ever, but I like it for now. Yeah. As far as where it is on the charts, it is trending on in Korea. It's number eight, which is really good for them. But wow. how long they can keep that spot, it, we, we don't know, especially since they're from a Chinese company. What? They tend to not... Yeah. Chinese they, company... Yeah, Yuhua Entertainment. Do so. Koreans know that? <laughs> yeah, Koreans, Koreans, you know, they do. I was actually, I was checking out those, because while I was checking where their spot was on Naver, I looked at the comments, and a lot of the, the Korean vibe is, they know, they definitely know that they're from a Chinese company, and they definitely know that they've had How foreign they producers, so that, that I, that's definitely going to affect them going yeah. forward, well, as far as yeah, their popularity I, in Korea. Actually, my, like, end game, like, forecasting into like Asian pop is like Chinese pop is going to cannibalize K-pop and take over America. Ooh. That's like a five, oh ten year game from now, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you guys one last question, if I may? What does this mean for Everglow? Like, do we think mm. that they're going to survive against CLC who has built a catalog, a library of Girl Crush, Banger, Clangers, and we're seeing other new groups coming to cl- reclaim this exact same territory that Everglow is creating, such as ANS's. True. Bandit. Yeah, a- Bandit and ANS are like mm-hmm. oh, yeah, very ANS, yeah, close they just, in oh, style. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, will Everglow succeed just because they were first, or are other girl groups going to duplicate and execute on it better? I feel like their their next release will be the deciding factor. Yeah, if they can th- break away from the the, the pattern yeah. they've been in, yeah. break away from the pack, then like mm-hmm. the future looks bright. Definitely international success. I can't necessarily say that they will be as popular in Korea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, let's close okay. it up. So you can always chat with us on Twitter and let us know what you thought of Everglow's Done Done or why you think Mia should. We claim 50% of uh, oh, wow. the top track or more. You can tweet at us at the K-Popcast. Or you can shoot us an email with constructive feedback and episode ideas, as always, at kpopcastshow at gmail.com. And votes are still being tallied for our 2009 episode for the best song of 2009 that forever changed the world of K-Pop after. <laughs> the Stay way you said that next- made, made, made it seem like we recorded an episode in 2009 and we're still collecting <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, are still I mean. rolling in you know what 11 I mean. years later like, yeah seven <laughs> six days later but check out that episode if you haven't already we'll, we'll announce the winner it's on our episode. next episode so, so stay tuned
Oh, did you guys get BTS tickets? Oh my god. No. No. Yeah. You didn't. Did you even try? Uh, no. <laughs> Whoa! So you're like an actual hater. I didn't know. I know. Oh, wow. No, no, okay. no, no, no. Okay, I've, I've changes seen, everything. Like, I've seen them before. Like I've been to the wings concert. And and I I want to save my money for groups I haven't seen. Yet. So like because mm. like I can't I can't afford BTS and Monster X. And sure. everybody yeah, else you, that's coming this year. Michaela, you haven't seen BTS at Levi's Stadium. So that would be a new time to see BTS. Yes. Or or I could just buy the V-Live ticket and watch from the comfort of my home. Mm. And, yeah. and, probably, and get better angles than the, the nosebleeds. No. I, I think that that's where I'm approaching as a parent and adult. It's really hard to get out. Oh, come on. <laughs> Peter. Yeah. Are you going to be there? Uh, I while well, I heard that it was a much nicer Ticketmaster uh, non-scalper experience this year, I'm I'm actually not planning to go. <laughs> what? Yeah, mm-hmm. I... Get two? I, it's hard I when mean, you got a toddler. I'm going to KCON. Is, is that... <laughs> That's cool. That counts. Yeah, I hope. Okay. Yeah, that sounds fun. Okay, let's wrap it up. Okay. Okay. And and recording.